Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home uh, with your host, Harry Marks, and me, Dave Kahlo. This is episode number 242. We are talking about how COVID is reshaping remote work. Uh, thanks to Bottomless for sponsoring this episode. We'll hear more about Bottomless later on. In the meantime, hello, Harry. Hello, Dave. What's new and exciting? Finished our first week of first grade. Uh, it has hey, been, look at that. It has been three years, uh, but I made, uh, I made it. <laughs> it's it's you hard. Know. You know, it, the, the kids, just in general, kids are not really, I think, adjusting well to this new this new paradigm. Um, it's, you know, they don't get to see their friends. They don't get to see their teacher in person. Right. So it's, it's just, it's very hard. It's for, it's hard for everyone, you know, getting, I, I think it's easier if you have older kids, you know, 11, 12 and up. But, um, you know, when you're dealing with a five-year-old or a six-year-old, you know, getting them to sit still for two seconds, unless it's a Disney movie, there's no way in hell they're going right. to sit, you know, in front of a Zoom call and, and, you know, focus on what their teacher is saying. And it's a lot of, um, you know, the teacher is muting everybody and the kids are unmuting themselves and talking over people and shouting answers. And it's 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 a headache. But, you know, we're we'll 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 get there. <laughs> yeah. Five year olds have the attention span of a seatsy fly. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have to <clears throat> meanwhile, I have two teenagers who I worry about for other reasons. I can remember, you know, navigating the rapids of adolescence myself and. Mm-hmm how I leaned upon friends for a lot of that. And we really supported each other. Yeah. And now my kids don't have that. I mean, of course, you can text or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being old grandpa Dave. No, I you don't know, think it's the same there, when it, you can't hang out with them. It's it's not. And, you know, my I'm lucky we, we have a, a really big backyard so we can run around and stuff. But, you know, running around with me is fine. But I'm also... I'm I'm 35 going on 70. I don't have the stamina I did when I was in my 20s. I can't run around the way I used to. Right. And you know, it's he he needs kids his own age and and I, you know, he he needs that that socialization and unfortunately we just can't do it right now. No one can. So right. Dad um, play soccer with me. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, race me to the race me to the creek. No yeah, thank you. You win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You win. I'll meet you there. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Dad's going to that's I'm holding my cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm gonna rest my eyes. Yep. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about uh, continue the COVID fun with today's topic, and I want to. I don't want to. I want to uh, sort of preface this entire conversation by saying, folks, we're not trying to. We don't want to bring everyone down. Don't let the uh, title or the topic uh, frighten you away. Um, we're gonna put a positive spin on it. But in the meantime, before we do, let's get to tools of the week, Harry. I know you have a very special tool of the week. I do, yeah. So I, I pushed a uh, a post on my blog, CuriousRat.com. Um, it's the featured post right now. So if you go now, you'll probably Ooh. see it right at the top. But it's the work-life task system. It's a, a kind of journaling method I, I've come up with, to mo- mainly to help myself. But um, anyone else who struggles with uh, being able to cut work off at the end of the workday and they carry it on into the night and they're always checking their email or every little ding and, and message that they get on their phone – um, or you know, now that they're all now that we're all working from home and our laptops are always available and set up, you know, popping in just to check something, you know, the the system is based around the idea of don't just record the task, but record the time when you're checking to put that task mm-hmm. down on your list. And so the the whole system is centered around um, at the front of the book uh, of your notebook, and it works best if you have an A5 notebook um, or bigger because you need a little bit of room to write the task and all the, the context and everything. So at the front of the book, you're going to write down um, 1 to 30 or 31, depending on what month we're in. So one one number for each day of the month. 
And after that, you're going to have a two-page spread. So on the left, you have your work tasks. And on the right, you have your life tasks, hence work-life task system. So the work tasks um, at the top of both sides, actually, you're going to have three things you want to get done today. Maybe for work, you have to get this report done. You have to pull sales stats for someone. And you have to, you know, I don't know, uh, file a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe those are the three things yeah. you have to do. So Stay under that, leave a little... reports. Exactly. And collate them. Uh, you you leave a little bit of space under that, draw a line to separate it, and then you begin your task. And so what you do is, uh, the way I indicate it, emails are indicated by a square checkbox. Um, phone calls or, you know, when we return to the office in person, uh, tasks are recorded with a circle. So you can tell the difference. Um, after that, you put the time at which you checked to get that task or that email. Uh, not necessarily the time it came in, but the time mm -hmm. you physically looked at the the email and said, okay, this is something I have to do. After that, you write a t the task itself, and then you draw a little at symbol, and then who it's supposed to go to when you're done. Because as we discussed on the, I, I think the last episode or the episode before, you know, it's one thing to complete the task, but you need to get it back to the person who requested it. So you, you know, at symbol, their name, if it's supposed to go to someone else, like let's say your boss says, oh, can you get Susan, the, the TPS report or whatever, you know, you would put maybe her name and then with an arrow underneath it, Susan's name. And so um, when you're done with the task, when you finish it, you pull that report, you check it off. I like to make a little V in the square so it looks like a little envelope uh, when it's an email. And then when you send it back to them, you fill it in completely. You fill in the box completely. This way you can go through your task list and, task list and say, okay, these were all sent back to who they were supposed to go to. I finished this, but I'll send it to them in the morning. And so and then anything that's not done yet gets transferred to the next two-page spread. Worked, uh, life tasks are a little bit different. Um, but they're actually a lot simpler. There are three contexts I use, um, errands, home, and um, uh, what was the other? I think family was the other one. Um, so um, what you do is you, you know, you have the context. It's usually indicated by the first letter of the context. So E for errands, you know, grocery store or pick up milk, um, you know, home, change light bulb in bathroom. Um, and then the same thing, you have the, your three tasks up top that you want to get done for that day. And so what you do is uh, at the end of the night, you know, you you wrapped up your work. Let's say right before bed, you're looking at your list and and you you check your email one last time to see if something's come in. Well, now you have to add something to your list. And what I then want you to do is circle the time, the last time you checked your email, um, however late it was, and then write that time at the front of the book on that day. And so at the end of the month, you have all of these times that you have checked your email right before you've gone to bed or, you know, at the end of the day. And what you're doing, what I, what you're supposed to be doing, is trying to get that time a little earlier each time. So if you end the workday by putting a task on your list at 7 p.m., try to get it at 6:30 or six, even 6:45, just a mm -hmm. little bit earlier, until finally you're you're getting to the point where you're leaving it at the workday, you know, 5:30 p.m. or 5 p.m. Um, at the end of the month, take your latest time, go to the back of your notebook where you have the 12 months of the year listed, and write that latest time that month down. And it's the same thing. You want to get that lower and lower each month of the year until finally you you don't need the system anymore. The you've outgrown the system, and you can go back to a simple bullet journal. But you know, my system is something that you hopefully won't need after a year or even less. You know, it's, it's something to put you into the habit of saying goodbye to the workday at the end of the day, so that you can spend more time on the life tasks and the things you really need to get done. Okay. So, okay. Three really interesting things the first for me is the life side when i'm doing keeping track of tasks i've always used home 
I've never been happy with the way I use that because I would just cram everything into home, even if it is, you know, run to Home Depot to buy a new rain gutter and or I promise I would prepare dinner with uh, my son or and I, I just didn't like it. It seemed like I was overusing it. But I think using life as the parent category and then having home in a subcategory in there is so much better. Yeah. Oh, and the the context that's, I have are, are I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The that's, um the context I have are errands, right errands, home, and personal. So personal, I have stuff like you know, let's say I have a side project I'm working on, registered domain name, yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, personal. But you can create as many contexts as you as you need. If you have a family context or learning context, sort of pulling from August Bradley's Notion system, you know, use what you need to to fill that up. But those are the three main ones I think that cover everyone's bases. Yeah, that's good. I was trying to cram everything into home. But I mm-hmm. like how that is a context now. Yeah. Like put the gutters up is a home context. Right. Task. Um, the other thing I really like is, is, isn't it kind of sad that we have to work? We have to make an effort to get things to happen within our workday. Mm-hmm. Because they just have bled out to 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., right. 8 p.m. Um, so this really, I like the end of the month sort of final time list. And this is going to help us do that. And then the most uh, the most uh, interesting aspect here is you hope someone gets to the point where they no longer use this. Yeah. Because then they are victorious. Right. It's it's sort of like those data. It, there's a dating app out there that says, um, you know, the, the, the goal is you delete us at the, the end of all this, that you find someone <laughs> yeah. to be with forever and you don't need us anymore. Right. It's it's something similar to that. You know, I, I, I took a little bit from bullet journaling. I took a little bit from the, the August Bradley notion and sort of combine them a little bit and put my own spin on it. But, you know, their systems, you know, August Bradley is a life operating system. Um, right. You know, bullet journaling is sort of an everyday thing you do. And one thing I never liked about a lot of to-do lists and task systems is even in the apps, you know, you have context and stuff, but a lot of times your your tasks are mixed together. You've got pick up lumber to build a treehouse right below uh, pull sales report for Susan. And so, right. or or even worse, you have two notebooks that you have to carry around now. And this sort of lets you do both at the same time and keep them separated, but you, you get a, a full picture view of everything you have to do. I like it. I like it. This is, I like it. This is Harry's work life task system. You can find it over at curiousrat.com. You know, I want to have Patrick come on. We should have Patrick Roan come. Yeah. Because this is a very Patrick thing. I think yeah. he would love it. Yeah, and I, I know he has his dot dash system, um, or dash is it dash plus or dot dash? I, I think it's dash I plus. I don't remember, um, but I but think yeah. he would be compelled by the temporary aspect of this. The goal yeah. is a practitioner stops gets to the point where they stop using. Right. That's very cool. Thank My you. tool of the week is an aspect of Squarespace. No, we are. First, let me just say we are the only podcast in the world that is not sponsored by Squarespace. So you're but not we about love to, to talk about them. <laughs> But I use Squarespace for my side gig. Uh, as some of you may know, um, I have a little side gig where I run um, Dungeons and Dragons clubs for kids. Uh, it's great. We've got about 30 kids mm-hmm. from all over the country. We actually have two in the UK this time around. Cool. So um, the website runs on Squarespace, and it has a scheduling feature that they introduced earlier in 2020. And boy, do I love it. You can set up Anything you have, hmm, if you're selling appointments, let's say you're a spa or a barbershop or 
uh, you know, D&D club or whatever, where people can sign up for appointments. You can make as many, they call them classes or appointments, as you want. So I have three groups, right? I have Young Adventurers, which is players uh, 7 to 10. Okay. Um, Noble Warriors, which is kids 10 to 13. Mm-hmm. And then Brave Knights, which is kids 14 and up. So those are my three sort of appointments. And then there's two blocks for each. There's an A and a B for each one of those on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So I set them up very, very easily. And mm-hmm. you can have it repeat as many days as you want. And you can set times and all this sort of thing. And once you get it set up, it builds this beautiful registration page for you mm-hmm. that you just drop in. Like it's a, if you're familiar with Squarespace, you just drop stuff in that you want. You don't have to know how to code anything because I do not. And then when your customers come, they just click the one they want. It leads them through the whole process. And at the end, they pay. And then you get on the back end this beautiful calendar with color-coded um, entries for each of your appointments. And you can click and see who's in that appointment block, um, all the information they shared. You can write custom fields if you're looking for certain information from your customers. Um, and then every week, they get an appointment reminder email that just is automatic. And it's it's so nice. I think it's $14 a month. And I mean, I sign up one kid and <laughs> I've paid for the whole thing for, you know, I paid for the whole stupid thing. And this is it separate from their website division, uh, right? It's what's that? This is separate from their website section. So you don't have to have a, a Squarespace website to use this, right? This is separate completely. I don't know. Um, I'm using it as an add on to my Squarespace website. Okay. So I pay whatever that is. And then I'm doing the least expensive expensive option and okay for another 14 bucks a month i can add in scheduling gotcha um, it just i don't know that's something i can look up it works so nice and it's so seamless and it takes payments and it sends out reminder emails for you hmm. um so i absolutely love it so if you're looking if you have a squarespace website um and you want to sell appointments or classes or anything like that um check out the scheduling feature it is chef's kiss so <laughs> nice I um yeah I think I I well I, I know I have a a, a Squarespace website my sh- uh, shelf life is built on Squarespace but oh yeah I don't I I'd love to find a way to use this this sounds really cool it is super cool awesome all right so Did let's you hear that Squarespace we love it we do sponsor us <laughs> yes. I'll just pull all the right. copy from some other podcast ad read and and we'll do it <laughs> I'll just read it right now here's thirty seconds from I don't know last podcast on the left. Okay, so this week we are talking about how COVID-19 is reshaping remote work. Yeah. Um, and it is reshaping it. Like, um, when we started this, there are those who were new to remote work. And that for those groups, uh, they probably just experienced a decline in productivity or communication or even a sense of belonging with their organization. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, those effects aren't permanent. People who've worked from home for more than a month um, have been finding tools and strategies to improve their performance and connection. Harry, a little while ago, we did, what was it, our six-month check-in? Yeah. So we're a couple months beyond that. And if we get to a 12-month check-in, oh boy. And I I think we'll get there. I know the, um, the new job I'm starting, they don't plan to go back to the office until after the new year. So we most likely will get a, a 12-month check-in at some point. Yeah, and my department at work, we were told last week, um, we don't expect you to ever come back, said you know, my particular department. They said, you guys, everything you need to do, you can do from home. They, mm-hmm. I've even been told that my office is being repurposed as we speak. Oh, wow. So my colleagues and I won't be physically back to the office. 
um, which is a little bit crazy. And I suspect there are other people out there who are in the same boat. So I mentioned tools, strategies, and other things that we can use to improve our performance and our sense of connection mm-hmm. with the people we work with. So, Harry, I know you recently started a new job. So I start Monday. Of, I start. I yeah. start this coming Monday. So, so you yeah. start Monday. So you're starting a job. Starting yeah. a new job amid all of this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see how that sense of belonging or how that communication works when you're starting a job six, seven months into all of this. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm kinda curious about it myself because every time I've started a new job, it's they usually your first couple of days they put you in a conference room, someone right. comes in from some department and they talk to you know, they talk to you about here's the IT policy and here's the the schedule for this and here's how you use this piece of software and so that's completely out the window now and they're they're shipping me a laptop which is great but you know i'm tech savvy i i i can get myself up and running i you can walk me through something over the phone and i can do it um that's totally fine i wonder about people who have this problem where you know they're starting a new job and they're being sent a laptop and then it's like well what do i do with it you know i log in i have to get on my wi-fi okay do i have an email account with the the company do i Mm -hmm. um how do i use their their document management system how do i use their you know maybe maybe they have a separate email platform they use or something on the phone that they you know every company every firm i used to work for had if you used your personal device they would install a profile on your phone and so they'd yeah. email you a, a file that you download to your phone and then it installs itself and you have to walk through all the rsa token id stuff and all that so it, you know it's there's a lot of this back-end work that is so much easier to do in the office because someone can actually come to your desk and do it for you um right. same thing right. i remember I, I had a half hour seminar on um when i first started in in 2010 at one firm where he showed me this is how you use our phone system and mm. had i mean now everything's done over the computer everything's a, a voip phone um setup but you know it's the same kind of thing how are you supposed to walk something through someone through something over the phone when you they don't know how to use the phone <laughs> was it that big plastic phone with a few hundred buttons oh yeah it's a, it's the dark gray phone with the little right. um calculator screen at the top and and, and it would yes. show you who was calling and it has all these different functions and, and features on it yeah yeah well, uh my phone at well what used to be my desk r.i.p my office um <laughs> my phone if I called the front desk, like the main receptionist, mm-hmm. it still on her screen showed the name of the person who I replaced. Right. So it would be like Linda. So she just knew Linda meant Dave. <laughs> That's great. Yes. So, I mean, I guess the one thing that's connecting us all is Zoom, um, or depending on what you're using, Google or um, Microsoft Teams or Slack or whatever. Um, it's funny to think, you know, four or five years ago when we were using Slack or Basecamp or whatever, it seemed like this cool but niche sort of geeky thing that a few people were using and I mean, definitely found useful. But um, I would say a large number of workers had not used or had any experience with. And now that's just sort of how work is done now. Right. And, you know, these crazy tools like we were talking earlier um, about our kids. It's it's not the same. You know, they, they don't get to see their friends. We don't get to see our coworkers. And right. even if you're someone who doesn't really hang out with your coworkers, the the act or just the, the presence of being around other people, uh, I think, contributes to your morale and your 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 sense of belonging to a place you know it it stinks that you can't be in an office and sort of chit chat about the latest episode of whatever television show you know at the water cooler or in the the kitchen or or whatever you know you can't walk away you don't feel like you should be walking away for 
10 minutes to go shoot the breeze and grab a cup of coffee. Um, and, and for those who um, work in a city or used to work in a city and now they're at home in the suburbs, you know, you lose access to so much stuff. When I was working in New York, I had access to so many shops and little um, little stores and, and coffee places and yeah. all these things to do on my lunch break. I could go to I, I had a season pass to the Museum of Modern Art because at my old firm, I was two blocks from it. And I would go on my lunch oh, break nice. and walk around the museum and, and go look at, you know, Van Gogh and Rothko. And it was so great. And I don't have that anymore. Um, I, I live on a main road, but it's a main road in a suburb. And so, you know, to go anywhere, I would need to pack up the, pack up my son and, and do all this stuff and, and get dressed and put on pants and who the hell wants to do that? So yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah. Who wants to put on pants? So, uh, you know, I'm stuck home 12, 24 hours a day sometimes. And it's, it's just, it's a lot. And I can't imagine it is good for, for anyone's mental health. I know it's, it's taken its toll on mine. It's definitely taken its toll. Um, even back in the day, we would talk about trying to foster that sense of connection, especially if you're among the minority who are working from home. Now we're all working from home. Um, it does get hard to do. I guess there are steps you can take mm -hmm. to try to foster that among your coworkers, like, you know, play some Jackbox games over uh, Zoom or schedule time to just sit and chit chat um, digitally if you can. Um, I mean, as a home worker, there were times um, years ago when I was working for AOL where I would look up and think like I've barely left this house in two weeks mm -hmm. and I live in the middle of nowhere. Like I live on a dirt road. Um, my house only had numbers <laughs> on it recently because we went to Ho Home Depot and bought some. So I didn't even have the benefit of like when I lived in Boston, similar to when you were in the city, I could just go wherever and do whatever I want. Yeah. Now it's, a, it's like a 20 minute drive to the grocery store. And right. That's just the grocery store. It isn't exactly a social destination of uh, interest. Yeah, I my my wife is doing. She's uh, signed up for a bunch of these paint and sips, but over Zoom. So she'll oh fun. She'll yeah. She's got her canvas and and paints, and she does. You know, it's a it's a group painting project. Everyone does, and it's great because it's a couple hours once a week or twice a week, and she gets to do something and sort of be with other people, and everyone shares in the experience together. Um, I'm doing not a, a paint and sip, but on Monday. I'm doing a um, – the New York Adventure Club is doing a webinar on, like, the secrets of Grand Central Station and the secret Ooh, train fun. track. Yeah, it's cool. They've got the – they're going to talk about the secret train track that goes from um, the the station to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. And um, there's some really cool stuff that, that I'm interested in hearing about. And it's – since I'm not in the city and normally they would do this where they would actually walk around Grand Central and take you on a tour – um, they're doing it over Zoom or, or WebEx or whatever. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's something. It's something to, to break up the monotony. Is that that one? I've seen bits about this one unused stop um, there, somewhere on the New York subway system. It's very ornate and very pretty. That's under City Hall. Get down there and see it. That's yeah. It. So what what that is is when you hit the end of the line, I don't remember if it's the E train or, or um, the R or something, but there's – when you reach the end of the line in one one direction, actually right towards City Hall, and they start spinning the train around to come back and and go the other direction, oh. as it's as it's spinning, if you can stay on the train, you'll get a glimpse of the original City Hall stop that was shut down. It, it it's sort of if you've ever seen Ghostbusters two, the old um, New York pneumatic rail line where all the slime is throwing through. It's it's sort of uh, that was based on on this old um, subway Ooh. stop. Um, that had, was put out of commission. It's all boarded up and, and walled off. You can't really get to it unless you stay on the train to the last stop and let them spin it around. Fun. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know what else is pretty cool, Harry? Is it coffee related? <laughs> it's coffee. Uh, our sponsor this week is Bottomless, which is the best way to have great coffee while working from home. It Bottomless, is. It, it is. Harry can tell you, he sends me pictures of his new coffee bag when they arrive. That's right. I have a brand new bag. I can't wait to, to break it down. I just, I just finished the last scoop of my last bag, and I'm, I'm going, to, going to make myself a cup of coffee after this so I can break in the new bag. And when you finish your last scoop, your new bag was already waiting. Exactly. It was. It but had Harry, been here. Let's go. Yep. And it was mocking me from the, the countertop, like, like just do it. Just, <laughs> just dump the other bag already and open me. <laughs> yeah. That's because Bottomless is a smart coffee subscription. Instead of shipping you a bag every week or every month, they ship you a bag based on your usage. Mm-hmm. The coffee's great too. It's roasted to order and shipped straight to you. So how does Bottomless know when to ship Harry his bag so it's ready to go when bag A is running low? Well, it's genius. They ship you a smart Wi-Fi scale with your first coffee order. You set it up with your Wi-Fi once and just store your coffee on top. The scale learns from your usage and automatically keeps you stocked by ordering your next bag arrive before you run out. It knows Harry just goes through that coffee like it's his morphine drip, so it keeps that mailbag run it's a the scale sends an alert before the order goes through so you can modify the order or delay it's battery powered lasts a year on a single charge and is about the size of one bag of coffee you can store coffee in a container on top of it or just in the bag the coffee comes from a network of excellent craft roasters across the u.s it's guaranteed to be roasted to order and bottomless uses data science to pick you the very best bag signing up is easy You'll be asked to pick a roast level, size, and price level. Then, just buy the first bag of coffee, and the scale gets shipped to you free of charge. Set up the scale with Wi-Fi once, and voila! Amazing coffee at home automatically. And, of course, there's a deal for homework listeners. If you sign up through bottomless.com homework, you'll get a second bag of coffee free. Well, you need that second bag for free, Harry. Mm-hmm. Signing up supports the show, so if you drink coffee at home, head over to bottomless.com slash homework huge thanks to bottomless for their continued support of the show that's right and they they are adding new roasters all the time i think in the last two weeks they've added two new local roasters um which i'm very excited to try when they're sent good i love supporting local businesses my kids will tell you why don't we just go to home depot nope i want to go to fred's hardware store yep same that's what i do all the time um while i listen to my um um, I, and I can't. I can't even say it. Say it wasn't my, <laughs> my my Harry Potter books on Audible. Audible, but I, I won't even say it. I won't. Even say it. That joke <laughs> is too old. That joke is too old. We've we've I've worn it out. So Harry, what else can we do? Um, not only to con- increase our sense of connection, but become, I guess, better home workers, since it looks like we're in this for the long haul. Yeah, I mean, the when when this first started, I remember um, one of my wife's coworkers had taken sort of a sabbatical from from her job because she didn't feel safe coming into the office, and hmm. you know thing, things have changed now, and she's back. But um, we would do on Friday nights, we would go jump on um, the app House Party and play like Pictionary and you know whatever games or guess the word, whatever it is. Um, just so you know, there was that that weekly sort of instead of going out for drinks, we're sort of drinking at home and having fun and and partying. Um, right. I know that there are there are groups out there, Facebook for all the crap it puts us through and all the horrible things it does. The Facebook groups have been a, a huge godsend to people. Um, mm-hmm. If you have 
um, if you're into certain TV shows, if you have certain um, mental health um, issues that you want to work through or talk to other people about and connect with other people, there are groups that exist for that. Um, there are uh, I'm in several um, Facebook groups for stationary lovers, like pencils and pens and, and notebooks and stuff. And it's just it's a it's another way to connect to people uh, and these even people outside of your your organization. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, I know it's not the same, but I know people do the 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 Friday night Zoom drink party that that you know people have been doing, where they grab a beer or a glass of wine and they jump on Zoom and they talk. It's not the same. It's never going to be the same, but it is it is something to sort of break up all the the loneliness and, and solid yeah. uh, solitude and, and everything that we've all been experiencing for the last seven months. Boy, Facebook really is it's a sandy beach with beautiful palm trees. But there's also a sarlacc right in the middle of the sand. Yeah, or or a New Jersey beach. So there are hypodermics <laughs> under the sand. So, yeah, it's it's a New Jersey beach. As much as I would love to extract myself once and for all, I I don't because it is probably the most inexpensive and effective advertising platform I know. Yeah. It, it is so easy for someone like me with no marketing background or skills to create an ad that is seen by thousands of exactly the people I want. Right. Yet at the same time, it's so unpleasant like aggressively unpleasant oh but yeah I'd with love all the... to not use it anymore but i don't know they pull me back in and it's uh, something i wish they had they would do is just break off groups into its own app let us just use groups. great yeah groups as its own app would be a, a killer feature for that platform but they refuse to do it probably because they know no one would use regular facebook <laughs> yeah that's probably true my wife is really into gardening and so she's joined a cape cod gardening group we live on cape cod and it's been so great about getting questions answered and asking for tips. And, you yeah. know, we have nothing to do. So we but we decided we were gardeners now. So we've been playing in the yard for the past six months. And it's really been great. There's genuinely helpful people in that group. Yet at the same time, it's Facebook. And every time we right. post anything, they're, you know, I can reach all those customers I described because they feed Facebook all the necessary information. Right. So every time I'm doing a post on Facebook, I'm offering up my information to future advertisers. Yeah. So, you know, what? Uh, another thing that, that you could do if you, if you share um, a, a common love or passion for something with someone else, maybe it's, maybe it's a TV show or a book series or mm -hmm. um, a movie series or even a director, you know, start a podcast. <laughs> you know, anyone can start a podcast. Look at anyone us. Anyone can start a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's you back know, it's, in the day when blogs were new, right? Everyone it, has a printing press now. Yeah, you you. There are plenty of services out there. Don't use Anchor, um, but there are plenty of services out there that will allow you to start your own show, talk to people over the internet, record the audio automatically, and then you can upload it to whatever service you want, Apple or or um, wherever. Um, and and you don't have to do any of the heavy lifting. And all you need is a microphone and a pair of headphones. And you know that's that's another way. Once a week, get together with someone talk for an hour or two and see if other people are into it. Or if not, even if they aren't, you know, it's something for you to do with someone else. That's what's going to say. If they're not, who cares? But long ago, I had a podcast with uh, Ged Mayhew from oh, yeah. Icon Factory and uh, Jen from Schmalty Crafty mm -hmm. and um, Kristen from Squarespace. And we talked about, I started talking about science fiction 
once a week. Mm -hmm. And then Battlestar Galactica happened. And we just talked about nothing but Battlestar Galactica week after week. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, nine people listened to it. But boy, did we have a good time (laughs) doing that. Yeah. Dune's coming up. I would love to listen to your Dune podcast, listener, because I want to hear what you have to say about it. Right. I just finished last night. um, Tell me why the new uh, narrative video game from Don't Nod. And I'm like bursting to talk about it, but no one I know talks about it. So I literally picked up my iPhone and looked for any episode of any podcast that featured people talking about that game just because mm-hmm. I wanted to have a conversation, even if it's one-sided since I'm in my car. But yeah, I think that's a great tip. Go ahead and do it. We'll listen. Yeah. And and, and on that note, start a book club. I think there's there's something to be said for everybody participating in something, even when you're not together. You know, the, the mm-hmm. act of everyone reading the same book or watching the same movie. Have a watch party. You know, watch watch the latest episode of The Boys, which is I, I absolutely love that show. It's on Prime Video. Um, and it's a if you haven't seen it, it is a spin on the superhero genre. It is weird and funny and gross. And <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, but you know, have a, every Friday night or every Friday, they come out with a new episode, have a watch party every Friday night. You all sit down at eight o'clock and watch the same episode together. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff just to, to feel like you're a part of something bigger than your living room. Yeah. Netflix has that Netflix party feature now. I have, I have not heard of this. It's pretty fun. Basically you say, I'm going to watch this, this, whatever on Netflix and you get a shareable link. And you send it out to whoever you want to join you. And the show plays at the same time for everyone. And you have a little side chat. Interesting. See, I I always felt the worst thing to happen to television was Twitter. Because people <laughs> live tweeting during the show. Like, I right. don't want to see your, your Oscar takes while the Oscars are going on. It's, <laughs> it's annoying and boring. And, and you're not as funny as you think you are. And I just want to watch the show. But then now we're in a situation where... You know, I can't turn to the person next to me and, and talk about something because my wife and I don't like the same TV shows. So. <laughs> yes, mine too. Remember when um, your phone was dubbed the second screen? Yeah. I think the TV is the second screen. The TV is the second screen. Yeah. The TV is it. Yeah. My wife likes to watch ki- crime dramas and I have no interest in those. Yeah. It's the same. We don't watch the same TV show. And she doesn't care about spaceships that are blowing up. Yeah. Anyway, Harry, I know. You have a heart out in three minutes. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap it up. Everyone, uh, just sort of a light, uh, loose, relaxed fit episode. That's all right. It happens every now and then. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's it's good for series. people to, it's good for people to hear, you know, it's not all about work. It's, you know, you, you need that time away and you need to connect with other people and you need to sort of step away from the computer and, you know, do, do Zoom karaoke. Like that would be, I would love to see if someone could build some sort of uh, karaoke app over video chat that wasn't delayed that you could really like, right. I see all these videos on YouTube of, of bands getting together over Zoom and playing and you know there was so much technical power yes. behind that you know they're recording individually and, and li- listening to backing tracks and all this stuff and then stitching it together on the other end and I know people have tried to do it over Zoom or Google chat, uh, Google Hangouts or FaceTime, and it never works because there's always a delay or the, the internet right. craps out. I would love for someone to try and build something that works really well for that because I miss playing in a band, and I would love to play bass with a band again. Yeah, I would love to play with a band too. It's been a very, very long time. Um, maybe, maybe this is sort of on the fly here. Maybe we should do the, one of these relaxed fit episodes once a month, once every six yeah. weeks because you have to work, but you have to play too. Yeah, one thing I'd love to do is a like a 
a, not a call-in episode, but sort of a feedback episode and answer oh, yeah. questions and, you know, address things that people have issues with or questions about. Just, you know, a lot of shows do, you know, how do I do this with my iPad or, you know, how do I automate Ooh. this kind of thing? And, you know, what is your advice for XYZ? You know, like a, a Dear Abby. We'll have to make the Google form so people can submit their stuff. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, Harry, where can people find you online? Linktr.ee slash hcmarks has all of the links for my blog, for my book, for Twitter, all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm the same. Just do slash Dave Kalo and you'll find all my good stuff. Yep. That is it for this week. Uh, Remember to leave a review uh, in Apple Podcasts. Um, show notes will be at 5x5.tv slash homework slash 242. Hmm. This is why I don't do the outros, Harry. Because <laughs> I forget all this stuff. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, thanks again to Bottomless. Talk to you next week. And in the meantime, go get some work done. Bye. Bye.